I would like to hand this off to Michael Millet, our presenter today, along with his guest speakers. Okay. Good afternoon, folks. I'm Michael Miller. I've been on the music faculty at Cal Poly Pomona since 2004, and I'm a, a former director of the Center for Community Engagement on campus. So I welcome you all today, and, uh, and we're going to talk about entrepreneur entrepreneurship and uh, uh, defining yourself and your project. I've got some really great tools for you here today. So I'm going to share my screen here and get on my slideshow and uh, here we go. So with um, uh, I'm going to talk about Peter Drucker's most five most important questions and this is defining yourself, defining your project, defining your organization. And um, what, um, what you will find when you are doing any kind of professional endeavor, whether you're presenting at Bronco Startup Challenge, or you're talking to someone on the phone or on Zoom, or you are writing them a letter, those people are asking themselves, who are you and why should I care? That's a two-part question. Who are you? And why should the person at the, who's receiving your presentation, why should they care about you? So in order to answer this, do you have a compelling narrative? If you're going to win the Bronco Startup Challenge, or if you are going to get people interested in what you're doing, your personal endeavors, your group endeavors, your organization's endeavor. Do you have a compelling narrative? Can you pull them in? And to do that, you have to be organized. So I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, um, just a few aspects of entrepreneurship. Uh, I had the great uh, gift of studying during my doctoral program uh, with the great Peter Drucker, the father management. I'm going to run through a few uh, Drucker quotes here and how he thought about uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, he wrote 39 books. I'd encourage you to read plenty of them. The one that talks about entrepreneurship is this book, if you can see, uh, Innovation and Entrepreneurship from 1985, one of the first books on entrepreneurship. And um, so, uh, and it's still valuable to this day. So many of you have seen this quote, might not have known it was from Peter Drucker or who Peter Drucker is. He was the father of modern management um, beginning you know, decades ago, advisor to presidents, CEOs, and, uh, and all kinds of folks. He knew, he knew virtually every major figure of the 20th century. And he died in uh, 2005, at the age of 95, and I'm blessed to have had him as my teacher and mentor and friend. So the way Drucker looked at uh, entrepreneurship is from a through the lens of innovation. That was to him the most important aspect of the entrepreneur. So he would say the entrepreneur searches for change, responds to it, and exploits it as an opportunity. 
So, uh, so Drucker was believed in focusing more on opportunities than on problems. You know that the opportunities sometimes a problem is an opportunity to move things forward. Uh, so he talked about entrepreneurs having to practice systematic innovation, systematic innovation, and he defined innovation as change that creates a new dimension of performance. So I'd um, encourage you to think about that. I will put together, I will go through a few things of what I consider to be uh, primary aspects of being an entrepreneur. And one, know your strengths, know who you are. If you're on a team, know what your team's strengths are so that you, are, you know how you can deliver uh, you can deliver things into the marketplace. So find your uniqueness. Uh, number two, look for opportunity. And this is about, and this is Im so important for our students, to learn to observe everything, to define needs and problems, to be listening when someone says somebody ought to. Somebody ought to is the trigger for entrepreneurship uh, waiting to happen. Uh, so define your needs and problems in the marketplace listen learn i just had guest speakers from a um, a big um, uh, music or professional organization last night you know and they were talking about read everything learn everything listen to people around you listen to unmet needs when people are talking about them number three have a plan. We're going to talk about this because I'm going to give you the Drucker five questions and the last one of which is have a plan. And then number four, tell your story. If people come up to you at a moment's notice and say, what's your story? Or say, okay, tell me about that project of yours. Are you ready? And is every member of your team ready to tell the same distinctive story? So I'm going to get into the, uh, the Drucker five questions, and they are simple to state. But uh, so my learning objectives for you by the end of this hour is to be able to tell me the Drucker five questions. But my, as Jim Collins would say, the, the big, hairy, audacious goal, my big, hairy, audacious goal for you is to learn these questions and use them and think about them for the rest of your life. They are not suitable for short answers, but for deep thinking. So those questions are, what is my mission? Who is my customer? What does my customer value? What are my results? And what is my plan? If you, if you think that these are simple questions that you and your team can knock out in 10 minutes, uh, that's not, uh, um, that is a very surface approach. It's not deep thinking. When I am doing coaching for clients, you know, we can work on one of these questions with a, with a client for several hours. It's, uh, you know, these are deep, deep questions. How do you break them down into uh, you know, questions that you can really think about, I'll show you right now. So as Peter said, the questions are straightforward and deceptively simple. He was the master of asking the questions that take a lifetime to answer. So Max Dupree in his book, Leadership in an Art, said, 
We do not grow by knowing all of the answers, but by living with the questions. This has gone for centuries with, you know, thousands of years, really, uh, for uh, people who want to be effective at what they're doing. Don't say, I know all the answers. Have you asked every question that is relevant to your project? So you can use these questions for your organization, for yourself, or for a specific project. And this is uh, a lot of you, if you're doing the um, Bronco Startup Challenge, think about this for your project, but it's also great for determining who you are as a professional and what your life plan is. It's something that is a great, a great um, structure for you uh, going forward in your life. And if you can answer these questions about anything that you're doing, people will recognize you for organized thinking and for um, being somebody who has their act together. So let's talk about the first question. That is, what is my mission? So whether it's you as an individual or a team or an organization, what is the purpose of that, let's say, project? What, what is the purpose of your project? Why does it exist? Why is it important? And you will need to have that answer and have everybody on your team have be on the same page with it. You can't have pe different people on a team or in an organization answering that question in a different way. So how do you think about what is my mission? You first think about your strengths. What are you good at? What are you powerful at? Why is this is something that you're team is doing so so the strengths what are we good at think about your values sometimes you know when you are presenting a project or you're working with people it's about having an alignment of values what do we believe in what is important to us so and be able to talk about this this is how you can learn to riff on what your what your project is and why it's important. This is all, who are you? Why is it important? Uh, so you focus on opportunity and opportunity is the, is the heart of entrepreneurship. So where are there opportunities? Something that isn't being done that needs doing. So where, where is there an unmet need? Where is there a problem that hasn't been solved yet? And how can you do that? So think about contribution in, you know, contributing to our world, our society, to the groups that you care about. You know, I'm, I'm in the music business and people, you know, if they are, they have to be serious about contributing to this great cause that we are in. So what is your sense of contribution? Remember a lot of this, uh, even though we're talking about you right now, in the end, it's about service to other people. So how are you contributing to this world? If you're in my business and you can't say, uh, this is how I am contributing, uh, you're out of gas as far as I'm concerned, you know. But when you demonstrate that sense of contribution, people will buy what you're selling. People will help you with what you're doing. So think about that uh, contribution. Uh, motivated skills. 
motivated skills are the things that we are good at. We have those strengths, but we are also able to put together passionately a um, uh, work into that. So it's a combination of skills that we have and strengths and also a passion to put in an endless amount of work. You know, Thomas Edison, you know, went through thousands of experiments before he actually got to a working light bulb. So where are the motivated skills? Skills plus passion. And what is your dream? If, you know, in this world today, you know, people who have the dream and can tell other people about it, you know, that, that's golden. And it's, and it's motivating for you. So what is the biggest, most amazing dream that you have for yourself? or for your project, or with the people you're working on. What's your dream? So remember, this is all the first question. What is, what is my mission? So if you're having a well-thought-out answer to it, I would encourage you and your team to go down each of these questions and to be saying to each other, okay, what else? What else? What else? So that you are, uh, so that you are really thinking deeply about it. And remember, you may have a better thought out answer a month from now or a year from now. These are questions that you should live with and get better at. And by all means, start. Uh, so starting on day one is, is really good, a really good thing to do. So continuing with what is my mission, uh, the uh, things, what are the things that only we can do? Where are things that where you are uniquely positioned to uh, to make that contribution? So, what are your team skills that lead to a successful endeavor? So, uh, uh, I know if you're in Bronco Startup Challenge, you, you probably watch Shark Tank like a lot of us. They say, "Tell me about your background." So, um, so why is your team have the combination of skills that can actually conceive this project, put together a project plan and get it done. So think about this, you know, this is how, this is why we have these people on this team. Um, so think about your defining moments. And with your defining moments, it's, you know, what led you to this spot? What are the, what are the critical decisions that were made in forming this team? What are the decision points in your own life? This is a powerful question. What are your defining moments? And a lot of folks don't think about that. So think about your life. Think about what led you to be here at Cal Poly Pomona. What were the steps? And by identifying those steps, what do they mean to you? And that gives you a powerful sense of, of who you are. What is my mission is a who are you question, and it can be for your group, but you can also, the individuals in the group, think about this as well. Uh, so what's your current mission? As you stepped in here today, what was the mission of your, uh, of your project or of, you know, for those who are not doing projects, what is your personal mission? And then think about what should my mission be? If that's a different answer, what are you going to do about it? And Peter Drucker would always ask the question, what do you want to be remembered for? So think about that. Uh, I will, um, after the next two questions, I'll, I'll ask you to uh, perhaps identify who your constituencies are. So the second question, 
who is my customer? And this is the heart of marketing and of entrepreneurial connection to your, um, to your workplace, to your society that you're trying to serve. So you focus on service. This is a service question. This is not just a selling question. This is how do I serve other people with what I'm doing here? Because remember, it's not about you. People will only care about you because of what you can do for them and for the causes that they believe in. So think about who, who the people are that you are serving out there. These can be your clients, your potential clients. You are thinking about the judges in the Bronco Startup Challenge, you know, like who are these people? So if you've got, you've got a set of judges there, I'd read up on who they are. Remember, I talked about in, uh, um, you know, in entrepreneurship to listen and learn. So don't go in there not knowing who your judges are. And um, so your potential clients, colleagues, community stakeholders, society, students. So the whole, you know, if we, um, you know, I'm uh, an arts commissioner in the city that I live in. And in doing that, I have to serve artists, arts groups, businesses, economic development interests, cultural tourism, uh, schools with kids, teachers, principals, school districts. And this is just from one job that I'm doing because our mission is to um, facilitate achievement in the arts for the benefit of the entire community. We do that through supporting arts and artists and arts organizations, through supporting education in the arts, supporting economic development in the arts. And I know you probably don't have an, an arts focus, but you know, but I can I can tell you about our mission. I can tell you about what we do. I can tell you about who our constituencies are in the community. And I have thought about this. We as a commission have thought about this throughout. So this is serious thought about what you're doing here and who your constituencies are. Uh, so you identify potential markets and the ones that you're going to serve. And always know who is your primary customer. So uh, with the, uh, the author, Peter Brinkerhoff, has, uh, uh, he's, he's broken down in a way that's meaningful to me some of the markets that we are dealing with with our endeavors, you know, the payer markets, who's paying for this, the service market, who is receiving the benefits of what the product or service that we're putting out there, our internal markets, meaning who's on our team and who's working with us to get this out there. The referral markets, who is giving us business for, uh, um, you know, for doing this, who is referring people to us. And then uh, I've added to his list the collaborative markets. Who are we collaborating with to get, um, you know, to get our, our endeavor out there? So this is about, um, this is about who they are. First, you think about who are the customers? And remember, think what, who else, who else, who else, who else, or what else, you know, so that you are translating your vision into something that actually has service components ahead of you. It's not about you. It, you know, everybody, you know, they want to know what's in it for them, whether they're a funder or somebody who's going to buy your product or manufacture your product. How, what, the next question 
is what is my customer value? So you've identified these markets. What do each of these people or constituencies, what do they value? And, and you have to think about this. And, you know, what, does, what do each of my customers value? What do they expect from us as professionals? And go through this with your team these sub questions because you will come up with different answers than you had when you first started this process. Um, this is very important. What knowledge regarding our customers do we need and how do we obtain it? Think, think about this. Think about this just with your judges for Bronco startup challenge. What do you know about them? What do they value? How have you researched, you know, perhaps what their mindset is? How do you talk to people in their own language? And this is a matter of respect. If somebody is talking to you about something they'd like you to get involved in, some product they'd like you to buy, some service, you know, if they're talking to you in your language and they've looked into who you are, that is the hallmark of respect. And we want to have respect when people are talking to us, right? And if we, so to have that respectful viewpoint, hey, I want to talk to you in your language. And, um, you know, if so, it, this is important. You have to know this in determining whether your product or service is going to work out there. Um, so how do you obtain that knowledge? Where are your gaps? Is it just your idea of what people might want out there? Or have you actually talked to people or researched those constituencies and seen what they actually want? This is super important. Uh, and how, how do you obtain it? You know, you can be talking to people. You could be looking on the web. You could be uh, finding people who actually serve that constituency. You know, always look to find out where other people have made mistakes in the same kind of business and, um, and how you can learn from that. So make sure to know who these folks are. How will your customers change? People get older. People move. You have changes in society. You know, how will the market for your product or service be different in five or 10 years than it is right now? How is it different now than it was five years ago? And are you, are you working on old data that, uh, you know, that you're, you're developing something that would have been a great hit 10 years ago, but isn't as relevant right now? So, um, so how do your customers change? And um, who are your non-customers? Say you got a 60% market share, that's great. You got a 40% non-market share. Who are those non-customers? Why? Why don't they, why aren't they liking us? Why aren't they buying what we're selling? Why aren't they connecting with us? What would turn them into customers? And remember, I'm defining for purposes of this, customers as being people whom we serve. So remember this service mindset in everything we're talking about here. So I'd like to, um, I would like to ask folks here just as a, uh, uh, some interaction here, because uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just talking to my PowerPoint right now. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to stop my screen share in a minute, and I'm, but I'm going to ask you, 
you know, if uh, those of you who are involved in projects, can you, um, can you tell me what constituencies you are trying to serve? And what is your perception of what they value? So I like to see if we have some, uh, uh, some input in that from folks who are attending today. So I'm going to stop my share and um, would love to hear from, uh, from some of the folks out there, particularly those who are doing student teams. Who are your customers? Tell me a little bit about what you're doing and uh, and what constituencies you're serving. I could go. Okay. Hi, doctor. Um, my name is Edgar Pazmino. I go by JP. Hi, JP. Um, the project that I'm working on is a cannabis education club, and we're uh, proposing cannabis education. And um, our constituencies would be pretty much anybody 18 and over. But according to some of the research that we've been um, finding, a lot of people that are interested in, can in cannabis are anyone from 18 to 30. But we're also looking into focusing in a, on a, a small niche of, um, uh, uh, of people that are, are elders, um, anyone like 60 plus, and that are in the need of um, cannabis education because they're looking into a into, uh, into the med medicinal um, part of cannabis. All right, that, that's, um, that's very interesting, JP. So how would you say that the, as far as looking into the, what the customers value, how, what would you say is the difference in, you know, in, in your uh, project between addressing the, you know, the 18 to 30 market and the over 60 market? How are those constituencies different as you're thinking about it right now? I would say the difference is that um, as far as people that are older from 60 plus, it's not really a popularity. Um, I, I would say like a popularity um, situation. It's more about um, they have interest because of some sort of, um, I, I would say um, they have, they, they have interest in, in cannabis education because they're going through some sort of illness or they're having some sort of um, some sort of like issues or, or or something that's causing them that they're seeking for or for cannabis use. Now, uh, the younger population, they could just be doing it just because they have interest in maybe just getting high or um, it, it's more much more of a trend, I guess. Um, I think that could be the difference. Not to say that everybody that's younger has the same mentality, but I think that would be the probably the most different. Okay. And, and have you, um, how, you know, I, I, if you've done some research on this right now, what additional research could you envision to really make sure that you're understanding these constituencies? As of now, um, it is kind of hard finding research out there because not too much because of all the, because of the laws, but there is some. So um, I, I've been looking into some of the re research and some of the literature reviews. But um, what, what I'm planning on doing is conducting our own research. Uh, I'm, uh, I want to I be able to collect data, create surveys, 
and hopefully later on eventually start doing some sort of experiments okay and and is what i've said about you know determining customer value has that been helpful in in thinking about how how to address these things so it's you're you're actually addressing an actual need not what you might think it is right now yeah so definitely um a, a lot of the things you said um like i have learned a lot of this but it's it's reassuring because um the more i keep hearing what what is important and especially you highlighting this it just makes it much more uh um valuable so um i'm able to stay focused on 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 our mission and our, and the needs of the customers okay great thank you jp i appreciate it you're welcome all right any anybody else like to talk about their um, their project and uh, and what what they're doing with customers and customer value? Okay. Any other questions on what I've uh, been covering thus far? All right. Well, we'll uh, we will move in and. Uh, uh, you know, and we'll, uh, I'm happy to take your questions at the end. So I'll share my screen again, and we'll talk about the, uh, the last two questions here. Okay. Okay. I found where I was. Uh, okay, well, continue to continue to think about this, folks. It's uh, um, and be and hold in a team. Hold your colleagues' feet to the fire here. And and the the coaching question that uh, that I will ask when I'm when I'm doing coaching is what else? What else? What else? So you have to answer the what else question and make sure that you've looked at all these things deeply and. Do not come up with just uh, short answers for it. And, and the important thing is to start and to say we're going to get better at this stuff every day. So the next, the next question is, what are my results? So how do you define results? How should I define results? And that, and if it's, you know, if you are, if you think about the question of how you're defining results right now, that may be in developing your product. It might be in how many, how much sales that you envision, how many people you connect with, how, how long it takes to get your product or service actually into the market. Uh, what, um, you know, what are your sales thus far? What do you envision your sales being in the coming year? So, and, and this is, and this is something that is both, how do you measure your results? And because you have to, you have to answer these questions. If, if, if I was, you know, if you were pitching to me, you know, I'd be asking you this stuff and you don't want to be caught flat-footed without an answer on any of this stuff so okay so what do you you know what are your expectations and we'll get into the 
plan here so the and and defining our goals and objectives but you said this is how we define our results it's by the amount of time in product development it's about the sales but we also have it's not just numerical and just saying here are the numbers and you have to have both the numbers and you have to have the qualitative so you know that you are doing a you know, a great job that is beyond just numbers. You know, if you go back to what your mission is, how do you know that you are accomplishing that mission? Are you making an impact? So these can be some of the qualitative questions in there. So you say we, we define things by sales. We also define, you know, how well our uh, how well our product is is really serving a need out there. It's serving our clients. It's serving our clients' clients, and you know, and the quality of what we have out there is super important to us. The impact is important. How do you measure those things? And because I don't know your, uh, you know, all your projects right now, you've got to you got to think about this, you know, and, and what impact do you want to make? It's about impact. It's about serving others. It's not just about getting something that has a lot of sales. Cause if you're just talking to me about, you know, how much money you're going to make and, you know, unless I'm an investor, if you're an investor, then you have to really have the numbers. So who are you talking to? Remember who is my customer? What do they value? So you have to talk to investors I also have to see who's receiving your product and whether that's making an impact in their life. And that to those people doesn't have anything to do with money. It's about whether you can, um, you know, whether you can serve that need. So think about what are your results? You know, how many ways can you get feedback to determine the results? It's, you know, and these, these are not easy questions. If, if you think they're easy questions, you're not thinking deeply enough about them. So um, have there been in, in your project unexpected results? Did you have something that you thought was not going to go well that just exploded? Did you have something that you, that you thought was going to go great and it was really lousy and nobody liked it? So if, if there are things that turn out differently than you think, then, you know, what, what does that mean? It's, you know, the, there's nothing that can educate you more than having something that turned out really differently than what you thought, you know, make sure that you go and you're looking, you know, by, by making sure you have the results that you expect and you measure that, you know, what actually happened to what your desired outcomes were, you know, like where's that gap and what's that difference and make sure that as a team you're talking about, gee, why was that different than what we thought it was going to be? Um, and as you get better with what you're doing, you're perhaps having new aspects of your project or of your business that is really roaring and doing well. Uh, it's, um, you know, you may have to abandon 
something else that you know that you're adding on new stuff but you don't have more people or more money to do it so and you don't and you have to have a focus so sometimes you say you will say okay what out of these things we're doing what do we strengthen and put our resources towards what do you abandon because it's not performing for you so by assessing your results constantly saying this is what we expect to happen and then measure that against what actually did happen. It's super important to think about all of these questions. And just with learning five questions and thinking about them deeply, you can organize your life, you can organize your project, you can organize your company that you're working with. So, and, and if you're interviewing for jobs and you can demonstrate that you think in this way, what is my mission? Who is my customer? What does my customer value? What are my results? What is my plan? That's totally impressive. You know, and it's and it's focused on what you can do for somebody else and how you're going to measure it and how you're going to plan for it. So this stuff works. If somebody can show me that they're an organized thinker, you know, those are the kind of people that I want on my team. So the fifth and final question here, and I'm hoping we have um uh, we have some uh, questions and observations and, uh, and perhaps some um, uh, folks talking about uh, uh, their, uh, uh, their projects. And, you know, and thank you, JP, for talking about, uh, uh, about your project. We, we're looking to hear from others here and to hear questions from you. Question five, what is my plan? So by the time you've gone through mission, customer, customer value, results, and you get to plan, say, okay, was that mission, do we need to tweak that at all? Because you've, you've thought deeply through this. I've done strategic planning based on these, um, on these questions, and, uh, and you've done a lot of thinking by the time you get to what is my plan, and it's circular. You're always working on these things. And uh, so you need to define your goals and objectives. And the goal is the, you know, is the big thing that you want to do. You're going to, um, you know, uh, you know, J JP is going to have large goals in uh, cannabis education. Others of you may have a, a project, a product or a service. And you say, you know, my goal is to have developed this service and have this really impacting all of L.A. County. Uh, okay, that's a goal. That's big. An objective is what can you talk about in a specific time frame. So the, um, uh, the acronym is SMART Objectives, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-sensitive. So with that, you say, okay, my goal is to have this, this product, you know, that uh, will be you know, taking over the marketplace in, in this next five years. Okay, what are we going to do this year? If we are, uh, you know, what is the product development that we need to do? You know, in this year, we will, uh, we will do the product research. We will put together, you know, the, uh, the prototype. We will do... Um, you know, we will do the market research. We will just, you know, assess whether this um, 
Um, you know, this is relevant to our constituencies. We will, we will pitch to 25 different companies, you know, and we will want to have these many sales by the end of this year. So we want to have it be, you know, what is realistic for us to do this year so that it is, you know, say, here's our long-term goal. Here's what we're going to do this year and, and have it be, you know, how will we know we got there at, at the at the end of the year? So an objective has to be uh, what, what are we doing, you know, in a given period of time? You know, if, if I'm doing a coaching session, I'm asking my client, what do you want to accomplish in this hour? And how will we know that we got there so that we have a very time specific way of looking at it? Um, so once you have the goal, which is the, the, you know, the, the, the big grand uh, item that you're going for and the objectives, here's what we're doing in a period of time. And we are able to, you know, measure it within that time frame so that we know whether we're good at. So what is my plan and what are my results really tie in very specifically? Um, so you've got the objectives, then you have the action steps. Okay, here's what we're doing, not only this year, but how, how are we getting these objectives done? You know, here's what our activities are over this year, and here's what we're doing this month, here's what we're doing this week, here's what we're doing today, and here's in with allocation of resources. So we've got resources being people and money. So what people are doing this, what resources in money or equipment are being used to do this so that you've got, you know, so the narrower you get from the goals to the objectives to the action steps, it's okay, what are we doing today? And if you're, you know, and if you're, if your action plan is, is doing something next week, you know, then you're a week behind somebody else uh, who, who may be doing the same thing. So, uh, so if you don't get that, those objectives down to what work will we do today, you are falling behind somebody else who may be doing a similar thing and is going to um, beat you to the finish line by that one day. So, uh, so and, and remember that, uh, you know, Peter Drucker's questions of what do we want to be remembered for? Um, and um, so it's, um, so now if, um, without, without looking at what uh, maybe your notes or anything, can we all, I remember my, my uh, learning objectives for you were to know what the, what the Drucker questions were by the end of the hour. And um, so number one, can you say it with me? What is my mission? Who is my customer? What does my customer value? What are my results? What is my plan? And five things, we can remember five things. And I would encourage you uh, to Think about these things. And, you know, and I may never know if, uh, you know, if this, is, if this has worked for you. If it does, um, uh, please, please let me know and I will take questions in, in a minute here. But um, this, is, this is important stuff. I've had students tell me that this has uh, been transformational for them. And, uh, and I've talked to 
Chinese business professors, Japanese business professors, artists, small business people, all kinds of folks, nonprofit leaders uh, with this. And it's a system that works. So you know who you are. You know who your constituencies are. You say, this is how we're measuring our results. Here's our plans with goals, objectives, and action steps. And here's what we're working on this week. So, you know, you talk like that to business people and, you know, who are very pointed, you know, they'll say, okay, what's the benefit? They want to know what that customer value is. You better be able to tell them. And, uh, you know, and this is the way to, um, to productivity. So I'm going to, uh, uh, so there's a quote from Francis Hesselbein, who's an amazing protege of Peter Drucker and is now 105 years old, and she's so awesome. Uh, so, and she's the editor of these books on the five most important questions. There's a couple of editions uh, uh, of this. So I, uh, I would encourage you to learn more about the five questions. That's the 2008 version. Here's the 2015 version. And um, I'm happy to talk to people about uh, uh, Peter Drucker at any point. Remember this and put it into action. There is my, uh, there's my email address. And I'm going to uh, stop the share and see if, you, if we have additional questions. Okay. Anybody got some... Um, Questions, comments, observations as we um, as, as we wrap up here. I do. Okay, JP. Um, so for the most part, I, I kind of understand why. Um, like I, on my part, I understand why my organization and will be successful and. And I can see it happening, and I know all the, I guess, all the positive things. But I want to, I want to, I want you to, I want to, I want to understand why it won't happen. Like, why will it not be successful? Um, could you give me some feedback? And from, I mean, I'm not sure. There's not too much that I've told you about my organization, but um, could you give me something to understand? Like, like. The barriers that I'm going to face, something that absolutely, and I don't, and I don't understand your, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't understand your business because I don't, you know, you're the first person that I've met that is in the cannabis education advocacy business. However, I would suspect that there are other people around the country with that that have done. Um, you know, that have done similar work in legalization in states and, uh, you know, and doing the kind of things that you're doing. So my question to you would be, do you know who's doing similar work to you, what you're, you're doing? Kind of, yeah. I've already looked up my competitors. Um, and once again, because this is kind of like, still new and there's federal regulations it's 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 kind of it's kind of hard to find those competitors um like for example um one of the biggest competitors that's out there and that's 
actually well established and, and, and they're clear about their mission is Oaksterdam o- University in San Francisco. They, their website is just clear and it's and it makes sense and, and um, they're great. But then um, I got other competitors such as UCLA. They have a cannabis re uh, a cannabis research initiative team, but their 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 website's not clear. They don't they're not um really explaining um their goals or how much it would cost. So it's it's just it kind of varies, I guess. All right. Uh, well, my my suggestion with everybody in every kind of endeavor is to find out who's doing similar work and look at best practices and, you know, and, and talk to people, have a network. Networking is key so that you're, you know, if you're, if you have competition, you know, how are you designing something that is distinctive and not repeating something that somebody else with more, uh, you know, with more experience may be doing. Where is there an unaddressed niche in, you know, in your market? And, you know, and t- and maybe talk to people that are in another geographic area that is, uh, um, you know, that may not consider you to be competition uh, mm-hmm. for them, and that uh, might have people who are willing to talk to you. Uh, about this, you know, and to, and if there's no network of folks like you, why not build one, you know, like, and that, that you are, you know, if you're going for a similar cause, why not, uh, uh, why not share experiences so you can profit from somebody else's mistakes and you don't need to make them yourself. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Is, is that, uh, does that answer your question somewhat? Yeah. Not- because I don't know what the barriers are, but there's other people who do similar work who do, you know, so go to Colorado, you know, who had, you know, a few years ahead of California in uh, legalization. So, you know, you can check it out. Yeah, they, they actually do have a, 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 a school out there, university. I think it's called uh, Pueblo University. I was look, briefly looking it up, but they, they do have something out there. But I'm going to do what you suggested, which would be uh, to call them. So if I can't find their information online, then I guess you're right. I mean, I should call them and and uh, and do more research. And um, and then you also mentioned um, what makes me different, distinctive, and which I've heard before, and I've been thinking about that. So I've been trying to combine all the difference, or like I, I want to combine or integrate every everything that they offer into what we can offer and then add more to it as yeah. such as languages I, I think the only thing that a lot of these competitors do it they only offer it offer it in one language so i want to be able to offer it in different languages such as spanish and of course english and then um my third language is american sign language so i would want to be able to, to uh um, also offer it to the deaf community Right. So you, you've identified some areas of distinctiveness right there. So, so go for that, find a network, find, you know, people who are, uh, you know, like-minded and, 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 uh, you know, and ask for help, you know, people are responsive to help, particularly if they don't think that you're going to cut into their market at, at all. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. You're quite welcome. Any more questions, observations?
Okay. Well, I'm going to, yes, somebody. Yeah, that would be me. I'll take my, put my video on so you can see me. Hi, Erica. Hi. Um, So the question where you asked, what are my results? Um, When I get to that question, I think if I making money from the business, then I succeeded. If I'm making lots of money, then I really succeeded. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think like the bottom line for me is like, uh, if I don't try and, um, you know, then I can't fail or succeed. So I think just uh, getting out there and um, trying it is really um, leads to my results, I guess. (laughs) Um, But when I define results, I really always come to that answer that my success is when I have a business from it. Right, right. And well, and, 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 and I could ask, you know, uh, if we had an hour here, I could ask a lot of follow-ups to that. Okay. What you're, you know, you have your business and, and it's up and running. Okay. What are the, you know, what results does your business want to have? And, and so as a coach, I would say, okay, and what else, and what else, and I would hold your feet to the fire, uh, because we, we do, you know, answering the first question is easy, you know, it's the, it's the what else stuff that has meaning to it, so, uh, so I would say, you know, just asking yourself, or asking some colleague of yours, hey, if I'm, you know, let me run this by you, you know, what else should I be thinking about, and have them hold your feet to the fire, and, uh, and see, and talk to other people, just as I was talking with JP, you know, like what, you know, what questions haven't I asked yet? Is there something, you know, in, in describing what you're doing to somebody else, you know, like what, you know, where are there gaps that I'm not seeing yet? You know, where are there possibilities and opportunities that you might not be seeing yet? So it's a matter of just, and, and one of the things with these questions is that your initial answers are great. You start where you are. And, uh, you know, and then say, how can I take this to a deeper level once you start thinking in that way? So is that helpful, what I, what I just said? Yes, yes. I, I should get more feedback from others on where my results should be, too, so I can make sure I can see other perspectives, too, and measure. Right. Hmm. right. The, the first answer, the, you know, the top-level answer, that's the easy one. It's, it's the ones that go down there, and there's untapped value in, right. in, in understanding the rest, the rest of those questions. Right, because I could always just say something like an increase of, you know, website impressions or something like that, which is very quantifiable in results, you know. Right, and where and where's the artistry? And I know, and I'm an artist, so I so the way we learn things is that it's about technique and also artistry, and somebody who's. You know, and and we know that we need that artistry point. But I, my submit that anybody who's really good at what they do is an artist in their own field. You know, and has those intangibles and has those things that are really meaningful to other human beings. So, how do you deliver that meaning in what you're doing in addition to those the, the bank account results and your uh, you know your revenues versus expenses? Uh, so, uh, um, so I would encourage you to think that way at all. There's a great way to expand your thinking through this. Okay, thank you very much, Doctor. All right, you're quite welcome. All right, anyone else? All 
right. So I'm going to, um, if there's no more questions, I'm going to just wrap up here. Just remember, knowing this, what is my mission? Know who you are at a better level every day and who your team is. Who is my customer? Whom do I serve? What does my customer value? How do I speak about the same thing to different constituencies in their language? Uh, what are my results? How do I define this on multiple levels? What is my plan? Goals, objectives, action steps. What work am I doing today? So if you know these things about yourself, about your project, your organization, and you do this and you incorporate this thinking in the things that you do, then people will know who you are and they will care and you've got that compelling narrative going. So uh, uh, I'm um, happy to uh, follow up with any of you down, down the line and, uh, and let me know how you're doing. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Miller. You're quite welcome.